Congressman Jim Jordan. Jimmy, good morning, pal. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good to be with you again. Thanks to have you back, Jim. It's been a little while, but uh, today's a big day for you folks. So I always say this. See, I'm not um, obviously Maria Bartiromo. I'm not Sean Hannity. And I take pride in the fact that the reason why my ratings are so big in New York, Jim, so big, is the average guy, the sports fan, the average guy listens to me. So he's not as up-to-date on all this information. So when you start talking about the 1023 that uh, you've had, uh, can you explain to some of my listeners exactly what that means? It's just a form that that the uh, FBI identifies when a confidential human source comes in and talks to the FBI handler. They record these things in, in a, on a on a form that just has the designation 1023. So that's all it is, and it's it's the notes the FBI takes from the confidential human source. And in this particular case, this confidential human source had been a source for the FBI for 14 years, had been paid lots of money, had helped put away bad guys, and it was the guy that Christopher Steele said is so darn important. His safety is so important. We can't even let you see the form when we tried to get to it last year. Finally, with threat of contempt from Chairman Comer, uh, Director Ray allowed Congress to see this form and then ultimately the American people to see this form. And they told us this guy was so important. And now they tell us he's a liar. So, you know, we'll have to see. I just find it all interesting how it all played out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Smirnoff, they go back and forth. Uh, Jim Jordan, by the way, uh, Anthony D'Esposito wants me to give him credit for putting this interview together, which, you know, he did. And Peter King sends his best. <laughs> Two great guys. Two great guys. I have to serve with Mr. King, super member of Congress. And then Anthony's doing a great job there representing the good folks in Long Island uh, in the United States Congress. Yeah, he is a super guy. I agree with you. So you talked a lot there about David Weiss, too, and you're right. Here's a guy that was supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden. We know uh, he didn't do much of that at all. It's kind of silly. In fact, it's the complete opposite. He likes the Bidens. And for three years, he sat around and did nothing. Why aren't we talking more about David Weiss? Well, we we are, and we're looking into that because uh, David Weiss, you know, he put together this sweetheart deal that was 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 just the, the judge said there's no way we can accept this and and that is when he actually decided to look into the 1023 i find it interesting july of 23 what happened in that month we had the two fbi whistleblowers come forward and tell us how bad the david weiss investigation was run how it was that was different from any other investigation they've been a part of and we had the plea deal fall apart and that's when he decides oh maybe i better check out this confidential human source this smirnoff guy so i find that timing interesting but yeah this uh you know, David Weiss's story has changed multiple times. The White House's story has changed multiple. Joe Biden said, oh, I've never, never spoken to my son about his uh, business deal. And then that's, that changed to, well, I was never in business with my son. And then that, of course, changed to, well, he was never financially involved in his son's business. They, they keep changing their story. But the whistleblower story has not changed. They've come forward and talked about how David Weiss ran this investigation. And, um, that's something we're, we're, we're continuing to investigate as well. And, of course, investigation for folks that aren't completely up to date is influence peddling. And they used Joe Biden and uh, able to make a lot of money. You know, last week you guys deposed Uncle Jimmy. That was a nightmare for him. I mean, <laughs> I mean he was about yeah. as consistent as O.J. Simpson. And, uh, and now you got Hunter coming out there today. And here's the frustration with Hunter, at least what I expect will be, was Colmer and you, you guys will throw stuff at him that he just can't explain, and he's going to elect to take the fifth. I know you expect he that. May, yeah, he may because, you know, there's still the special counsel investigation. Uh, interestingly enough, the same guy who put together the sweetheart deal that was lapped out of court, David Weiss, that's the guy Merrick Garland names as the special counsel. Go, go figure. So that's still ongoing. So he could do that. 
Um, I kind of think he probably won't take the fifth much, but but maybe maybe he will. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. We're gonna we're gonna ask the questions that I think need to be asked. There's a pattern here, though. The way this typically worked was Hunter Biden would start trying to put together these these business deals with with foreigners, but the deals and the agreements didn't really get finalized until Joe Biden showed up, either with a phone call, stopped by a lunch, stopped by a dinner. Set for a dinner with the. I mean, there's there's the the one with the Chinese officials, this energy company. There's eight Chinese guys that Hunter Biden's been trying to work with to get this deal done, him and his him and his partners. But the the agreement doesn't get finalized until they're having a lunch and Joe Biden stops by. Eight Chinese guys, five uh, uh, Hunter Biden and four of his business partners all there. Joe Biden drops in, gives a quick little talk to everyone, and then three weeks later, shazam! Here comes three million dollars wired to Hunter Biden's account. So that's how this thing typically played out. And so we'll, we'll, I think, explore those kind of questions uh, during the deposition today. By the way, I, I think that meeting you're talking about was right here in Brooklyn, yes? Well, there was one meeting up there, but the, the one I'm talking to was shortly after that at the Four Seasons restaurant here in, oh, uh, right. in D.C. That's right, in D.C., that's right. Okay, so you've got all this information now, right? And you've got, uh, starting with Miranda Devine, who wrote this story for New York Post years and years yes. ago. Then you've got Tony Bublinski. Then you've got Devin Archer. Then you've got uh, Smirnoff. Then you've got... The other guy that's actually a big one for you is Kalanis. Now he's in jail and they're going to yeah. say, ha ha ha. Nice job, Republicans. We're going to, we're going to take that guy. Like he's got credibility. He's in jail. But the truth is, whether he's in jail or not, all these people, Jim Jordan, all of them have the same recollection. And yet the Bidens, their story changes every day. The, the White House story changes. David Weiss's stories change. Uh, but, uh, Tony Bobolinsky has been consistent. And who are you going to believe? You know, we had Jim Biden last week. Jim Biden has multiple business ventures that fail. Jim Biden owes multiple individuals hundreds of thousands of dollars. Who are you going to believe, him or Tony Bobolinsky, a successful business guy whose, whose testimony has not wavered, has not changed? So that, that to me, there's sort of some of the fundamentals. Who are you going to believe, David Weiss, whose story has changed multiple times? Uh, the White House, Kareem Jean-Pierre, Joe Biden, all these. Who are you going to believe, them or the two whistleblowers who came forward? And, and, and they've, they've faced cross-examination from Democrats in a hearing. So to me, that that sort of speaks a lot about who's actually telling the truth here. Well, I know you guys are, and I want nothing more, Jim, than you and Comer and all you folks to uh, to come up big here. But I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I don't know about the House. I certainly know this is not going to fly in the Senate. And my fear is, even though you guys are doing a great job at the very least, at the very least making aware, Americans aware of what's going on, there's not going to be any real repercussions for Hunter Biden. Should I not feel that way? Or Joe Biden, excuse me, Joe Biden. Well, I mean, all we can do is our duty. And as, as, as members of Congress and the legislative branch, we have a constitutional duty to do oversight of the executive branch. And we're doing that. We're doing that in a way that's consistent with the Constitution. We're trying to present the facts. Uh, we're in an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight duty. So our job is to get the facts out there. I think it's a compelling case right now. But um, – We'll have to see where where uh, where it all goes, but that's our job. And sometimes, simply by putting the facts out there, you can you can impact things. And I'll give you an example. If you if you remember, uh, about a year or so ago, the Department of Homeland Security tried to set up this disinformation governance board, as yep. if some board of bureaucrats could tell you what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say in America. Well, we had the First Amendment, and we made a big issue of that. And you did, too, and, and all kinds of folks did. And guess what? The Department of Homeland Security gets rid of that disinformation governance board. So sometimes just by highlighting ridiculous things that are going on in the government, you can, you can change how the government and these agencies operate. Uh, I'd like to think we're, we're have been beginning to have some kind of impact on the FBI and the Justice Department, how they operate here in our country. 
we'll just have to see. But we have to do our duty, and then we'll we'll go from there when we when we get the investigation complete and we have all the facts on the table. What time does that proceeding start today? Starts at ten, so we got about an hour. And about an hour. Okay. So one more point, because I know you got a busy morning, Jim, <laughs> and that goes uh, uh, back to you guys uh, talking about the DHS requesting some information from them on this illegal illegal yeah. who ended up killing this beautiful nursing student in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you this, Jim. So so yeah, tragic. So I'm watching one of these liberal networks the other day, and they go. You are so insensitive. There's a young girl dead, and all you care about is Mallorcas and immigration and illegals. By the way, Jim, that's the same party. They don't even wait 10 minutes after a school shooting yeah, to talk about right. the Second Amendment, but yet we're <laughs> evil people because we're questioning why that guy was here in the first place. Yeah, the American people are smart, and they, they figure all this out when the, when the left says the crazy things they do. So the, the, the tragic situation... But this this situation happened because we no longer have a border. Joe Biden has just given us an open border on track to get close to 12 million people coming across uh, that border in the four years that Joe Biden's president. Uh, I tell folks that's equivalent to the entire population of our great state, the state of Ohio, Hmm. we're the seventh largest state. So that's the magnitude of this problem. So Joe Biden lets these folks in. Then they do something terrible, and they're not prosecuted. In fact, they're, they're let go. And then you have a real tragedy happen, like happened with, with Lake and, Lake and uh, Riley this, uh, this, this past week. So it's, it's just a tragic situation, but it's because of the ridiculous policies of this administration and, frankly, these DAs who won't put bad guys, who won't keep them behind bars and let them, let them roam our streets. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.